and welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news and social media. So we're here to show you that that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and to celebrate positive news rather than making it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other as well as guests and see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy and it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Kez. And his name's Ben. And welcome to episode 52 of Two Bees in a Bar. He went all... I thought I would just see how that played out. I was going to say something <laughs> and then he went all like X Factor voice man. Rachel had a duty. Yeah. Two <laughs> yeah. bees in a pod. I don't know what that was. That was, that was Kermit. No. <laughs> Hello. I'm the honey monster. <laughs> They're great. No, that's the wrong cereal. Uh, yeah, man, that's good. Oh, dear, indeed. Uh, how are you, mate? How is everything for you, dude? Yes, all good. Thanks, mate. All nice. good. The sun is out. It has been out all weekend. I probably have a little sunburn. Slash glasses town. <laughs> uh, had a barbecue. Everything's great. Nice. How about you? Nice man. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, yeah. Shame to not be in the same room with you this week. Um, you know, it was really yes, nice being yeah, the same yeah. last week. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'm all good. Yeah, I've uh, had a load of needles in me today with a bit of acupuncture. Oh, check you out. I know. Yeah. It was weird. Like, I had, what, 15, 20 needles in my back? And I, I had no idea. I thought it'd be like that feeling of when you get like a shot or something, some sort of yeah. very American of me, uh, uh, you know, an injection. Yo, go get a shot. Yeah, I thought it'd be quite, you know, oh, I'm very aware of it. Literally didn't feel a thing. I was not aware oh, that wow. all these needles were in me. And um, yeah, felt really, really good. Nice. So that was really cool. And then, yeah, other than that, I've just been doing a bit of reading, a bit of reading uh, Ready Player Two, which have you, have you read this now? No, I have not yet, actually. Uh, I started it, and I know as a group of friends, we all said we'd do a read-along and then that's talk right. about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And we never did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, because I knew you started it way before I did. I was finishing another book, but yeah, yeah, I'm into it now. I'm in like the, I've finished chapter 10 or something, so I'm, I'm, I'm oh, in nice. there. You're in there. Well in. It is kicking off. And I was like, oh, I've got so much to talk about, but I didn't know how far you were in the <laughs> uh, grand scheme no. of the story. So I'm like, I'll hold off just in case. <laughs> how about this really important bit of story that you obviously... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, maybe I'll hold off just in case, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to say before we started as well, mate, was um, just a massive thanks for all the uh, birthday messages we got last week. Yeah, that was awesome. It was great. Yeah, nice to have all our guests to come along, you know? Yeah, thanks to everyone who came on um, you know, all the way back to our first uh, guest and all the way, you know, to our most recent. Uh, it was just lovely to hear from everyone. Yeah, good to catch and, up. And yeah, it's good, good to catch up. It was good to catch up with old friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And, you know, it's not always nice to hear people say nice things about you as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was really nice. It was really cool. And um, yeah, so from, and that people, you know, previous guests have been listening in uh, and catching up on, you know, still enjoying it. And that was really cool. Yeah, and we got yeah we got a late entry as well. Oh, we did awesome. We're from uh from Raiders, the amazing okay. Welsh post hardcore band that we uh, interviewed a few weeks back. But we didn't want to kind of just go thanks for the message, but you missed the bat, you know, not at all. Uh, so here is the message from Sticks from Raiders. Hey guys, this is Sticks from Raiders, wishing two peas in a pod a very very happy first birthday. Congratulations on reaching that big milestone, guys. And good luck for the future of the podcast. 
Thanks for having us on. Hopefully speak to you guys soon. Take it easy. Thanks, mate. That is really, really cool. Yeah, thanks, dude. That's awesome. Legendary. So, uh, so yeah, so I think we should crack on. We should talk about who we've got on this week. Yes, why don't you tell us, Ben, who have we got coming on this week? So, uh, we've got a yoga instructor and SUP, stand-up paddleboard extraordinaire, India Pearson. So, she actually featured on one of our good news stories last year, last summer. She did, yeah, do you remember? Uh, I do. It was basically, she was doing like a litter pick along a river in Kent, got on the paddleboard and just like paddled for a while. And we'll get into that into the interview. Got some amazing stuff to go and like, how long has that been in there? And, you know, and it was, yeah, completely like low carbon and things like she's just there with a paddleboard and made a little movie about it and stuff, which is available to watch on YouTube and things, which is really cool. I thought you said, I thought, I thought you were talking about it was low carb. Was like, all the litter, she, all the litter she found was low carb. So, like, yeah. It's like a keto lit- litter pick. A keto litter pick. <laughs> hey, it works for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, she's a massive advocate of um, sort of being in nature and stuff, and doing yoga and nature and stuff. All these things that we're going to get into in our interview. Yeah. So yeah, I think without further ado, let's get straight into it. Let's do this. So, it is our great honour to invite someone who is featured on one of our good news stories from last year, her paddle boarding river cleanup last summer. It is our privilege to introduce yoga instructor and paddleboard extraordinaire, India Pearson. India, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so, let's start right at the beginning. You trained as a dancer, is that right? I did, yeah, way back. I mean, my mum's a dance teacher, so I kind of had no choice in the matter to dance yeah. all my life. <laughs> And then just went to university and ended up doing dance and <laughs> ended up loving university so much that I had to, I couldn't leave. So I ended up getting an MA in dance because I just didn't want to leave. I didn't need, no one needs a master's degree in dance, I, I feel, <laughs> but I have one because right. I loved university so much and didn't want to leave. Um, yeah, so did that for a bit and then sort of did it, dabbled in it as a career. Um, mm. My first job out of uni was as a a dancer and performer at uh, Disneyland Paris. Hey, bro, nice. So, yeah, that was an interesting first job out of university, playing yeah, Snow yeah. White and smiling and waving to everybody. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, that was that was kind of my, my background, but it's, mm. it's yeah, it's, it's I, I, yeah, the performing industry is, is a tough one. It's a tough yes. one and it's cutthroat and I'm, yeah. I'm not that cutthroat. So I found yoga and yoga is the polar opposite. <laughs> so yoga is all about Zen and loving each other. So yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. So I was going to say, so what made you transition from the dancing side of things to yoga and obviously all the paddleboarding and all the uh, water sports you've been doing? Yeah. So I was, I was living in London at the time because obviously that's the hub of, of the performance industry and that's where yeah. all the auditions are. And yeah. I was struggling with anxiety for for a lot of different reasons. Um, mm. Kind of not knowing where what direction to go in, I think, was the main thing. You know, I'd had all this training, mm. but I wasn't feeling comfortable in what I was doing. And I was doing a bit of admin for dance companies as well, just trying to be in the industry. You know, I was working for some great companies, English National Ballet, nice. Office Jector Company, like, it was great, but it it wasn't it wasn't for me at all. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt myself 
you know, getting that anxiety build up in your chest where you just feel like you can't breathe and not knowing what to do. And, mm. and actually what I did is I ended up talking to a friend who was studying like movement therapy at the time. And she recommended I do some yoga. So I went to a yoga class just in a gym. Mm. I loved it. I thought it was like, Oh, this is amazing. And actually nice. was feeling really different. And I guess what happened there was then it, it it replaced that need to to move you know in in dance you're moving your whole body and you're flowing and I was able to do that in yoga mm. without without feeling like everything I was doing was wrong because in in, in the dance world a lot of the time it can sure. be you know you're never good enough whereas in yoga it's just about tuning into your body what feels good for you yeah nice so I just started doing more of that really and then I eventually moved to the Kent coast mm-hmm. So I eventually plucked up the courage to go and move to the Kent Coast. You know, I could st- in, living in Folkestone, so I could still get into London to kind of dabble in the industry and, and come out again. I was sort of playing two two roles. And then hmm. trained as a yoga teacher, went out to Thailand, trained as a yoga teacher, which amazing. is amazing. Yeah, nice. Um, and then came back and obviously being by the coast, you get into water sports more and mm-hmm. discovered paddle boarding, which was like my dream, like... I, you know, I was loving living by the coast and being by the sea. And then yeah. I saw somebody doing yoga on a paddleboard and I was like, what? This is like dancing on water. This is my <laughs> dream. So yeah, ended up training as a SUP yoga teacher as well. And mm-hmm. and now just, yeah, doing doing that, my yoga teaching and, and SUP yoga teaching is a little bit of a side hustle for me, really, but it's my passion mm. project. You know, it's not, cool. it doesn't pay all the bills, but it, it just gives me a little bit of pocket money, but it's it's not about the money for me at all. It's, it's definitely sure. a passion project. Yeah. 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 Nice. And uh, something that you advocate is that yoga is for, for everybody. And mm. uh, what benefits have you seen within yourself as well as, you know, the people that, who attend your classes? Well, for me, from a personal point of view, I guess that yoga is for everybody is, is that it, you know, it suits all shapes, body sizes. You know, I, I get a lot of people coming to me saying, oh, I'm not flexible. I can't do yoga. And sure, you go, oh, yeah. it's not about that at all. It's not about mm-hmm. that. And it, it's about becoming very intuitive with your body, listening to your body. You know, obviously there are benefits that you your hamstrings become longer and you become less stiff in your hips and all those sort of things because you're moving and you're creating that full mobility within your body. Mm. But actually, you know, it is for everybody because you don't have to touch your toes to do yoga. You know, you don't have to do the splits. I can't do the splits. I can't do a lot of the stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's just about feeling good within you. So I think for me, that whole thing of yoga is for everybody is, I guess it stems from my dance background and the fact that I never felt good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never felt like my body was was completely exactly what the dance industry needed in terms of flexibility and strength and everything. And then mm-hmm. in yoga, it's it, you're just as, as as you're as good as you are good. Does that make sense? Yeah. As good as yeah, your yeah. ability, and and that's what it's about. And of course, it's about you can progress. You know, you can progress and eventually touch your toes if that's your goal. But yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be about that. And mm. and it's lovely that it's also about the mind as well and the mindfulness part of it and you're tapping into your senses and you know yoga can just be lying down on the floor in shavasana pose and just like that's yoga as well it doesn't have to be doing crazy poses Mm, totally i mean i have to admit i was definitely one of those people who before i even started doing any kind of form of yoga was like oh no i'm not flexible no that's not for me and then i actually tried it i was like i feel brilliant this is amazing and yeah i have definitely gained more flexibility for sure and yeah i used to get it quite bad um 
quite sore back and sort of shoulders and things. That's just from heavy lifting, from flight cases and moving things about and stuff. And actually just doing that a bit was like, oh, this is an amazing way to sort of just stretch things out. Like a, yeah. I suppose like a cool down after like a, you know, workout or something. I was like, oh, here's the amazing free, lovely solution. You know, it's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. And also I think it's important often people might go to they might go to one class and they don't yeah. like the teacher and there's, there's loads of different styles of yoga as well so yeah. just because you go to one class and maybe you don't like the teacher and you go do you know what yoga's not for me didn't like yeah. that one yeah yeah doesn't doesn't mean that yoga's not for you you should mm. try so many different teachers so many different styles um mm. you know there's there's t- certain teachers and certain styles of yoga that I can't stand yeah. but then there's other types that I absolutely love and and actually you know you might want to do if you do someone whose class is very active and very power yoga driven, you'll also want to do a yin style class, which is very chilled and like, you know, you totally kind of release in those classes. So you've got that balance. Mm. It's important to remember that, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing that is really evident is your passion for being in nature. How much you, uh, difference do you find doing yoga out in nature, say like on the beach versus in a yoga studio? Oh, it's so different. I love it. I love nice. it. So I, I started teaching uh, park yoga. So mm-hmm. that was like, I basically started teaching it because I realized that I wouldn't have to pay for a studio yep, <laughs> in the yeah, summer. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is good. You know, this yep. is less like scary, not having to pay for a studio and have to pay for it just in case nobody turns up. Yeah. So I started doing that. And then I realized actually there were so many more benefits than just my finances. Um, sure. You know, I, that I was able to kind of, guide my students through these sort of meditations where they're tapping into the sounds around them and and then I I moved the class actually to the on the Lees in Folkestone which looks out to sea which is mm-hmm. amazing so you've got this sea views you can nice. hear the waves crashing against the shore you can hear the seagulls you can hear the wind against the trees and it's just a great way of tuning into nature and your senses and tuning out of your mind because we all have such busy minds nowadays mm-hmm. and it can be really hard to clear that and you know and yoga was saying you want a clear mind you know it's what meditation is all about well that's really difficult actually and and I've actually got to the point now where I've realized it's not about creating that clear mind it's about the journey you get there and you might have a second of a clear mind and then your busy mind might come back in. But yeah. the, the, the sounds that you get and the smells that you get and, you know, what you see in nature is such a great tool to get you mm-hmm. out of that that busy head. And, and you know, I think we can learn a lot from nature. I've been talking a lot in my classes this year in particular about tapping into winter. You know, nice. I'm somebody who loves, loves summer, always has done, been a bit of a winter hater. But this year, you know, we, I haven't been able to run away to Costa Rica or somewhere like that. So I've yeah, had to yeah. really like get used to it. And I've, mm. it made me realize, actually, if you look at what happens in win- winter with the seasons, everything shuts down a little bit. You know, the, the, the blossom, there's no, there's no tree leaves in the trees. There's no blossom. There's no flowers. Everything is just taking time to chill, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and build up our energy mm-hmm. so that when we get to spring and summer we've got loads of energy and that's the same with with nature you know everything comes alive mm-hmm. and actually I've been teaching that a lot in my classes where I say it's okay to feel quiet right now it's mm-hmm. okay to to you know feel a little calmer right now and just yeah. not be as busy and just tune into what nature's doing nature's taking a break so you should as well yeah nice 
Yeah, so it's it's amazing what you can learn when you really kind of tune into it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really wicked. And, uh, you know, you mentioned before about, you know, moving to the Kent Coast and stuff, and that's where you sort of really gained a passion for water sports. Is it something that you had developed when you moved there, or is it something that you'd always wanted to do? Well, I'd, I've been really lucky that my parents have a place in Cornwall. So nice. we spent a lot of time there as kids. You know, every holiday we'd go down to St. Ives in Cornwall. And Great. so I, and I knew... You know, we'd do bodyboarding and I'd started to learn to surf and spent, you know, hours in rock pools and just jumping waves and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I guess I always knew that I wanted to live by the coast from having such good memories as a child in Cornwall. Um, But then, you know, I sort of forgot that dream, I guess, in my early 20s. And you just, you know, I went to London and did that thing that so many of us do. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) You kind of feel like you have to do, I don't know. And and so when I eventually found myself in Kent, in Folkestone, I kind of started to tap into that childhood love of being by the sea. Nice. And it was, you know, really, really powerful. And, and I guess it was paddleboarding that really hooked me because I was learning to surf at the time as well. Wow. I'm really struggling with it. You know, surfing is hard work. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the pros make it look so easy. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. And then you yeah. kind of like, oh man, that is so hard. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's takes longer. But with paddleboarding, I guess I had a natural balance. I was tuned into balance anyway because of my mm-hmm. dance and yoga background. So I found yeah. it relatively easy. And, and I guess I was able to progress like quicker. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, it's taken me on a journey and, you know, this, like the, the last year I've been a, 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 an ambassador for British canoeing, representing sort of paddleboarding and sup yoga for, for women in the nice. sport. Great. Um, you know, I've, it's, you know, I've, I've taught sup yoga internationally, you know, it's taken me on this whole journey that I never thought it would do. Amazing. Um, but I guess there, there's been less women in the sport in sort of in the past I think now that's changing I think there's more yeah. women getting into paddleboarding now and it's yeah, amazing yeah. um but I guess I was uh, you know that I was that there was a smaller community and now it's getting bigger so that's yeah. amazing and yeah it's it's great that so many people are, are seeing the benefits of paddleboarding it's, mm. even, it's even the NHS starting to um give it as like a holistic treatment telling oh, wow. people to take paddleboarding lessons yeah I did an interview on the radio the other day about it I was like what that's, that's crazy um so yeah so it, it's there's so there's so much that, that mm. can be I guess benefited from paddleboarding and, and I'm so yeah. glad that more and more people are seeing it yeah yeah definitely I mean yeah for for us in the in the Whitstable coast obviously the north bit of Kent um yeah over the past year now I don't know if this is a, a byproduct of lockdown or something but whether that's your, you know, the inflatable uh, canoes that have been going around, as well as the sort of like, you know, blow up your own paddle boards, as well as sort of like normal paddle boards as well. Um, and people see swimming regardless of the time of year, regardless of the the temperature. I'm sure it's been the same in Folkestone as well. Um, yeah, it's been a, definitely a massive surge of that. You know, I've lived in oh, Whitstable yeah. all my life and it's been like, oh yeah, there's a few little things here and there. You might see the odd jet ski in the summer. But yeah, over the last year, all of that side of things, paddleboarding, kayaking, all the kind of water sports have just skyrocketed. I think people are really sort of seeing the benefits of, yeah, being in the ocean for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the wild swimming thing. Oh my goodness! I know that's something you've got into, isn't it? This year, in you've been doing loads way. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and 
that I cannot it's a dry robe gangs they're everywhere yeah, they're everywhere <laughs> you I, I walk my dog in the morning I know I've got a dry robe now like nice, I've, nice. I've joined a, I've joined the gang as well Great. um but yeah I'd walk my dog in the morning and like 7 a.m every morning and you just see these little dry robe pockets everywhere and yeah all these people going in for their for their dips and you know mm. I I probably do it once a week I think yeah. and and do you know what I I was a real like go on do cold water before this year but I think what you know you kind of need that I guess this year we've needed to be be taken out of our comfort zone in some way shape or form because we've been in our homes and I think cold water immersion is an amazing thing way to do that and I guess Mm -hmm. it's that the feeling that you get afterwards um, that gives you that exhilaration and I I was speaking to somebody about it recently actually and they they were saying you, you have type one and type two fun type one mm. fun is like when you're in the moment and type two fun is is afterwards you enjoy it afterwards and I think that's right. for me that's the the wild swimming thing because I don't really yeah. enjoy it beforehand right. I don't really like it when I'm in in it but when I get right. out of it I love it I'm like feel exhilarated I feel energized yeah. and that's that's the pool for me I don't yeah. know I don't know about you how do you how have for you me, found it yeah for me it's a bit of both actually I have to say like where when it's in like the height of December or January, it is like being in the it's the coldest thing I've ever done. Like it's I was very much the same. So it's a hot shower or not at all. So over the course of this year with the things like the Wim Hof method, which between me and Kez we've really championed over the course of this year as well. And just that cold shower stuff, cold immersion, uh, it's been yeah, absolutely mind boggling for me. And so to be able to go, oh, I'm just gonna jump in that really like quite horrible looking ocean in the middle of December, um, it was bonkers. But then, yeah, even when I've been doing it recently, I've been like, sort of like you, been doing it maybe once a week just because of where my schedules are at. And what I tend to find is, yeah, I'm really in it in the moment because now for me, it's starting to warm up. <laughs> mm. It's still freezing cold for a lot of people, but for me, I'm like, oh, this is quite nice. So mm. I'm really like present in the moment, you know, just it's the spring days are here, there's blue skies around and stuff. And I was like, this is really great. And then I've got obviously the, like you say, the exhilaration afterwards. So yeah. Yeah. And just you're in Bitstable, you get, you get really warm water in the summer in Whitstable, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's mad. Like we, well, I go over to Whitstable, like we go over there because we're like oh we want to feel warm in the water because yeah, yeah. In, in hive it's like <laughs> 10 degrees colder the water yeah. than it is in whitstable it's mental yeah yeah so it's uh and it's always really funny when you get people who come down from london in the summer and they're like oh it's cold I'm like you 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 weren't there man <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know nothing you, you know nothing know. <laughs> oh it's brilliant so um so yeah so like you say before you've done yoga classes um on paddle boards and stuff like how does that work you know does that does that really up the difficulty factor and do you get a lot of people falling in (laughs) yeah well you 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 do I mean you you do and you don't I guess you we do them fairly wide paddle boards you know you Mm. don't want to be doing sub yoga on a sort of narrow paddle board they're all about at least 32 inches 34 inches wide okay um so it's a bit like a floating yoga mat you'd have to take your your poses wider than you would naturally because Mm. you need to like even your weight out and gotcha so if you're taking like a downward facing dog, your your mm-hmm. hands would be slightly wider, your feet would be slightly wider than you would naturally on yeah. land. Mm-hmm. Um, you also sort of, I guess you take the poses up level by level. So if you're coming into Warrior One, you'll start, we'll start on our knees first. Okay, yeah. See how we feel. Then if you want to, we'll progress up to standing. So it's yeah. a, it's a, it's it's not the same kind of pace as your normal sort of, Ashtanga vinyasa class mm-hmm. it's a lot slower but it's about 
you know, finding your balance. And, and there are moments where you'll be so focused on staying on that board and yeah. staying balanced and staying on the water that you, you can go through that whole class without thinking about your, your, your manager who's been having a go at you or what you right, have for dinner, yeah, sure. all those stuff. It is such a, it's, it's such a form of meditation, but you know, obviously some people go, Oh my God, it's going to be really scary. But you you just focus so much on mm. being in the moment yeah, nice. that you do, you forget about everything else. And, and then you've got the beautiful parts at the beginning and the end where I guess things are really slow when we're just, you know, sitting or lying on the boards with our fingers just sort of in the water and, yeah, and nice. you're really tuning into everything around you and, mm-hmm. and you are, you're doing it outside, you know, in a lake or a river or, a, or, or, or the sea. And so that's mm-hmm. like a really, really special time but you you do get you do get people falling over and, and yeah. quite often because of the way that the boards are tethered quite close together mm. if one person goes in then it has like a domino effect <laughs> and the next person will go the next person will go in but but what i find is once people you know, people are always really scared about going in the water right, right, which is right. so crazy but they are they're they're scared about falling in but once they've fallen in they yeah. lose their inhibitions and they're like oh that wasn't sure. that bad Right, and actually yeah. it makes gives them so much more confidence to to take their poses up a level once they've fallen in because they're like well I've done it before I yeah. don't care if I fall in again yeah 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 so totally. actually it's actually a bonus if you fall in earlier I think mm. because you you have a lot more confidence in yourself moving forward yeah yeah nice yeah it's the same like when I was skateboarding back in the day when I was a teenager it's the you might do like try and do some sort of trick of whatever and you might fall over and the fear of falling over like you say it's just like well that's that's that out of the way mm. actually that wasn't too bad Okay, cool. Now, and that you, like you say, the fear's gone a little bit, you know, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then you know the the, the strength it gives you, like mm. honestly, the, when I finish a summer of sup yoga, I'm always the strongest I've, I I ever am in the yeah. year, and and um, you know my no core doubt. is so engaged and my balance is so in tune, mm. and it it has amazing amazing benefits for your physical body as well mm. as your mind as well. Mm. It really is powerful. That's really cool. That's amazing. And uh, so, yeah, amongst all the nature-based stuff that you've been doing recently, uh, beach cleaning is something really close to your heart. Um, as you're sort of working closely with the Planet Patrol and the Two Minute Foundation too, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I do I, I um, do beach clean sort of yoga, yoga events for Planet Patrol. So this is nice. where we do like a 45-minute yoga class and then we yeah. go out on the beach and we, and we pick up stuff and then... Mm-hmm. For the Two Minute Foundation, I in the summer I raised money for a two minute beach clean station in mm-hmm. Hythe by paddleboarding nice. um, the the twenty eight mile stretch of length of the Royal Military Canal and raised. Yep. I aimed to raise five hundred pounds for them, and I ended up raising seven hundred and eighty five. I think it was, um, and I was litter picking as I went there as well. So mm. so yeah, it is really close to my heart, and I think it's that whole thing of. You know, I guess the more time I spend outside and on my paddleboard and and everything like that, the more I feel like I, I I'm like I don't want this these beautiful places to be ruined. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and also you're sharing them with 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 wildlife and yeah. marine life, and you don't want them to be, you know, damaged because of litter and plastic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you just think, do you know what? We I need to give back. Nature is giving me so much. Mm-hmm. I need to give back as well. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I guess it all really stemmed from. So, and, and the, I guess when I found the two minute 
foundation, which is the guys that kind of lead the two minute beach clean idea. Mm. Such a simple thing. You know, you yeah, go yeah. and enjoy the beach and you just clean, pick up litter for two minutes. It's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. If everyone did that, the beaches would be so clean. And yeah. it's so scary when you find stuff on the beaches that, you know, my dog picked up a uh, fishing hook the other day and wow. I saw her. So I got it out of her mouth as quickly as possible. But if she was to bite down on that, that would have caused like some serious damage. Yeah, yeah. And you just think that's so sad. So, mm. so yeah, it's just the idea of just doing small amount. You know, mm. you don't have to be lugging around a great big, you know, sack of rubbish. Just do yeah. a little bit and that's yeah, yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, that's one thing that was always instilled into me and my brothers as a, from a young age is every time we went to the beach, uh, pick up three things at least. So yeah, it's like, I love right, pick, that. Get, get your three things. So as kids, we're like, right, oh, there's one thing, one thing, one thing. Yeah. So between the between three of us, that's, you know, it was a good little chunk of litter that we were sort of picking up as we went. So the two-minute beach clean was really, you know, quite similar and stuff. And we did a bit of a beach clean ourselves. Um, when was that? Like June, July, I think, last year. Um, the same sort of around the time when the two minute um, thing was sort of really kicking off and stuff for, mm. for us. And the one thing that is really, really a bit of a problem in Whitstable is those little uh, NOS canisters, the little mm. like silver things. They are everywhere, absolutely everywhere. They're just all over the place. And that's the one thing that stands out more than anything oh, else. Right. Yeah, because um, just people just be doing, you know, the, the NOS canister and like laughing gas balloons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen those. We don't get those in high, then, I'm afraid. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. No, they are. They, oh, my God. Bizarre. everywhere, yeah. So, we've like, we kind of like looked at all these, um, you know, all these pictures online and it's like, right, we need to sort of do our bit, like you say. Like, you know, this beach is giving us so much and has done for so long. Um, and yeah, we, we found all sorts of things. Like, there was a, a very sort of like upper middle class, like essentially charcuterie board of stuff that was just left. So, like, olives and cured meats and feta cheeses and stuff. And, like bottle of champagne and then you got like one beach over it's just like fosters fag butts and things yeah. like it's a real real kind of mix of stuff yeah. but um but yeah no that's uh that's really interesting that's really yeah cool. but it baffles me that people will you know of course have a lovely picnic on the beach like absolutely yeah. Yeah. just take it home with you and recycle yeah. it at home like why would you not do that i, yeah, I yeah. just don't understand it and yeah, yeah and like that, that i i think there's a saying i've seen on i can't remember which charity runs it but it's mm. like take three for the sea is that nice. idea of you go yeah, and you nice. just pick up three items and for kids you can just make it into like a treasure hunt as well you go and find three items and yeah you know it encourages them to to mm. give back to yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, and you mentioned it there where you took that sort of like litter picking side of things to the next level with your uh, river clean last summer, which we featured in our good news segments. So yeah, so how did that go? Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so I had an urge and it was like, I don't know, it was the start of 2020. So before the world got weird, I yeah. had this urge to like, just do a challenge. I just nice. needed to. And I, I'd also realised that there wasn't a two minute beach clean station near where you know my stretch there was there was one in ramsgate i think okay and there was one in dimchurch but there was nothing between folks and hyver and mm-hmm. i thought oh we need one here you know it's such a great charity such a great cause and they are they're they're sort of i think they start about 350 pounds so i needed mm-hmm. to raise money to get them so i just thought well why don't i do a, a challenge which you know shows it's a challenge for me to do, but I'm also picking up litter at the same time. And I decided mm. to make a film out of it as well. So I could sort of keep the message going. Nice. And, um, and yeah, so I, you know, the Royal Milich Canal is, is, is just behind my house. I walk it 
most days with my dog mm-hmm. I see a lot of litter um it's you know it's very close to my local beach as well so yeah it all seemed seemed like a good idea to you know paddle the whole length of it 28 miles in one day <laughs> and um and yeah I, I planned to do it in the April and then obviously lockdown happened so I couldn't so I yeah. got pushed back to the June um and yeah I started early about 5 a.m and I was very lucky with the winds actually they were nice. giving me a, ne- a good old push in the right direction for most right, of the way nice. but I, I was picking up all sorts of stuff along the way and mm. yeah like oil containers I was finding um I was, was if I tire a massive tire obviously all your plastic bottles and, and yeah, yeah. big hands and everything like that but also I found these waders these fishermen's waders which are right. full-blown like neoprene size extra large waders with right. with um boot, Wellington boots attached and um, wow. so I dragged them out to sea and I'd see out of the canal and um you know someone made a comment like you better hope there's not a uh, yeah. a, a naked fisherman <laughs> having a, a skinny dip and now hasn't got his wages and I was like yeah. oh, but um but yeah you know I recycled most things but but with the waders I thought they're in they're such good nick they can't mm. just go to waste you know yeah yeah so I connected with a local um designer Lorna Doyle mm-hmm. who who I think she's Whitstable based actually. Okay, her, cool. I dropped the waders off in Whitstable. Maybe that's where her studio is. Um, right. And she uh, she basically her whole thing is that she turns wet old wetsuits into bags oh, cool. that you can use. Nice. You know, really cool bags. So I dropped them off with her, and yeah, she made the waders into these really cool bags, and I've got one of them. And she then nice. you know ended up showcasing it at Canterbury Festival, and oh, cool. um, and then selling the bags on as well. And then she donated a percentage of the profits back into my fundraiser, so it all came round, you know, round oh, full really circle. Cool. And it's it's just that whole idea that you know, was it one man's trash is another man's treasure? Yeah, yeah. You know, we can repurpose so much, and nice. I love that idea. And yeah, you know, yeah. I think that was a you know the the one the tie that I found that went to a, a children's um, outdoor education centre, so that got used. Cool. Um, so yeah, there was you know there was a lot of rubbish obviously that just had to go in the recycling, but there was some mm. of it that that you know I got out that kind of had a really cool journey afterwards. Yeah, nice. And That's cool. and yeah, yeah. So it was an amazing experience, and I've still got money in the pot because I obviously raised more than I needed to. So mm. we're hoping to do an extra little fundraiser this summer mm. and top it up and then get another beach clean station somewhere right. else along the beach. So, yeah. yeah, amazing. That's really cool. Wicked. And uh, and yeah, so you mentioned the film there as well. I mean, what kind of response have you had from that? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, it's just like a short 10, 15 minute film about mm-hmm. with my friend Mark. He just filmed it on his on his cam on his on his camera phone, and we just did nice. a little edit out of it. But I've um, yeah got a really great response, and I've entered it into a couple of little film festivals. Cool. You know, nice. low budgety film festivals, just because why not? But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, it got shared on social media loads, and it was it was just that I thought, well, if I'm doing this, I might as well make something that can sort of keep the message going. Yeah, um, yeah. a bit too. So. So yeah, it was like a, and a nice little memory for me of, of the yeah, challenge. yeah, yeah. Nice, that's really cool. And uh, and so all of this uh, side of things, you know, whether it's the um, paddleboarding and stuff and the yoga and all the mindfulness and all this nature stuff that you've been doing recently, it's all come together to form um, Fin and Flow. So yeah. Um, yeah, so how's that been for you? What's that sort of like? What's Fin and Flow all about? Yeah, so so I guess before you know 
Finnflow came about last year, last summer. I just decided I kind of needed to bring together what I was doing. Obviously, I was mm. teaching yoga and sap yoga under like yoga with India name, which is a very unoriginal name. Sure. And I was, you know, doing all these beach clean stuff and leading beach cleans. And I thought I literally came to me in the middle of the night, like you know, when you just wake up in the middle of the night with an idea. Yeah, yeah. I literally <laughs> like the name just came to me. Yeah. And then I went straight on Instagram and like straight yeah. on like domain names and like no. was the name available. And I was like, it is. Okay. <laughs> and I just went and bought it straight away and like Amazing. got all the, all the, ta- all the tags and everything. And um, yeah. And then Finn and Flo is basically, it's just a hub for me to kind of bring everything together. And, mm. you know, I'm not really sure where, how big or small is going to end up being, but at the moment it's a place for me to kind of lead um yoga classes sup yoga classes mm-hmm. um beach cleans but also it's a place for like-minded people to come together so yeah. i guess because i everything i do is inspired by 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 nature and by the coast mm-hmm. i then bring this into all of my teaching so naturally people come to my yoga classes who also like that kind of thing yeah so they come to my yoga classes and then what happens is they then meet other like-minded people who nice. like that kind of thing. And then yeah. it, it ripples. So, mm. you know, I've had, I had one lady who runs a wild high wild swimmers group here mm. yeah. on the beach and she, she comes to my class. And then I, I was talking to her about it just before the class started. And then I had another lady say, Oh, I want to start wild swimming. And I was like, oh, great. You need to talk to Chris then because this, yeah, this, yeah. this, this, and this is what I wanted it to be. It was, nice. you know, it's for all, it's a place for like-minded people to come together. And, mm. you know, maybe I'll be able to kind of take it further and start leading retreats. And, nice. and you know, that would be nice to do one day. But at the moment, I guess it's, it's kind of its own little thing. And I want it just to really like develop organically and, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just a, I guess an idea I had, I thought I'm going to give this a go and it can be as small or as big as I want it to mm. be. Nice. Um, but it's, it's been great. And yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't been able to do as much with it this year mm. as I would have liked. All my yoga classes have been on zoom mainly, yeah. but yeah, yeah. in the summer, hopefully leading um, some sub yoga stuff. And yeah, nice. um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's fingers crossed. That's really cool, mm. and um, and yeah, sort of, and quite perfectly segued into that as well. You're sort of talking about the ripple effect as well. You've started your own podcast called Start a Ripple. Yeah, with uh, you've already had some amazing guests so far. Like, how's that been going for you? Has it has it been? Yeah, so that was that's kind of was born from a from a place where I I couldn't obviously do as many many events with Finn and Flow, mm. and my and my tagline for Finn and Flow has always been Start a Ripple. You know, it's that whole ripple effect. Start, you know, small ripples make big waves. So you start a small ripple. You start doing yoga classes. You'll feel good in your body. You'll then yeah. move outside more. You'll then want to protect the environment. You know, is mm-hmm. that a whole idea? And I couldn't obviously couldn't do as many sort of events with Finn and Flow. So I thought, oh, I'll start a podcast and start chatting to people who are doing mm. this and inspire, hopefully inspire others to to do the same. That's kind of yeah, where yeah. it came from. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've had some amazing guests. I mean, the fact that I managed to get Ben Fogel on the podcast was amazing. like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a super fan and I was like, okay, play it cool. Yeah, play it cool. You're Zooming yeah. Ben Fogel. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and he was amazing. He was so good. But also like the other guests I've had, you know, Elaine Macy, who's who was a my sup yoga teacher and absolute you know goddess to me she's just incredible yeah. everything she does and nice. and I've got so I felt so like 
every time I'm, I record those podcasts, I come away and I feel so like pumped, like inspired yeah, exactly. by what these people are saying. And totally. I really hope that people listening to the episodes feel the same because mm-hmm. these people, you know, some of them, like my episode that's coming out tomorrow with Joe, she, she didn't get into paddleboarding and like getting outside and moving until she was about, I think she's in her like early fifties. So she's what sort of termed as a midlife adventurer, but she had, it came from having a midlife crisis and, Mm. and not really knowing her purpose. And now she's, you know, paddleboarded the length of the, the width of the UK and and all these amazing stuff in her, in her sort of mid to late fifties now, which is amazing. And it's amazing. it's just, yeah, just hearing these people's stories and, and making you yeah. realise that you can do anything if you put your mind to it and actually how how powerful moving in nature can be. Mm, that's incredible. That's really cool. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, all the, you know, upcoming guests in the future. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really cool. And uh, and yeah, so finally, like, we've got Earth Day coming uh, upon us on the 22nd of April, isn't it? That's the thing that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, what have you got planned to celebrate it? So I'm going to be leading a yoga beach team with Planet Patrol um, nice. on that day. We are, yeah, we're doing it in Hive. You can sort of sign up via the Planet Patrol website. Um, it's mm-hmm. all there. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. And what I love about Planet Patrol is they have this app. So every all the little that you find, we then log it onto the app. Okay, And then cool. the app creates all these stats and stuff. So mm. that, you know, the idea is that they can then target, you know, the, 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 the people, the, the companies that are causing the main problems they can target them at the source so just oh, say they wow, cool. they've got you know x amount of coca-cola bottles found on the beach they then mm. go to coca-cola and say listen you're, you're the main culprit here right right we need to do something about this so That's it's really, cool. really really great um mm. so yeah doing that and then also i'm going to be um sort of fundraising as well for sort of top up the the money for a second beach clean board um, mm. The mayor of Hive, who is an amazing woman, um, oh. she has said she's doing some stuff in town. So she's going to be sort of shaking a bucket and, and we're going to be hopefully getting a little bit more cash for a second beach clean oh, board in that way, which is really good. That's nice. Um, yeah. Great. But yeah, I think Earth Day is a great opportunity for everybody to do a little bit. You know, it doesn't have mm. to be beach cleaning. It can be yeah. walking to work or, you know, it can be... Um, you know, planting a tree or something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just a good excuse to, to do something, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing yet, but yeah, no doubt, yeah. you know, me and uh, Kez are going to do something for Earth Day for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Nice, wicked. Um, so I suppose, yeah, final question really is, um, you know, where can people find you on your on your socials and stuff to find out more about your adventures and stuff and get involved in classes, you know, if they can and, uh, and yeah, find out a bit more about your podcast and that sort of thing. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. That's that's the best place. I'm um, at with underscore India. Um, And then my podcast is called Starter Ripple and that's on all your usual Spotify and Apple Music and all those places. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Fin and Flow, which my wellbeing hub, that's at Fin and Flow on Instagram and then Mm finandflow.co.uk is the website with, with everything you need on there as well. So yeah, come and say hi nice amazing well uh, yeah it's just left for me to say india thanks so much for uh, for joining us on the show it's been really amazing having you on oh thank you so much for having me Love no, no nice wicked cheers thank you very much cool. 
Hey guys, don't forget, you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 2 Podcast and facebook.com forward slash 2ppod. You can also visit the website, which is www.2ppodcast.com and you can email us, hello at 2ppodcast.com. Get in touch with us, send in your questions, send in your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Right, back to the show. What an amazing chat with India. It's just such a... Uh, a brilliant sort of things that she's doing so beneficial showing the power of just doing something that you love that is giving back that how important nature is to you as a person and how approachable things like yoga can be um and that you don't have to be this really flexible person to make it work for you just you know you could just be just lying on the floor and having a really amazing time just getting at one with yourself and how important that really is and yeah just creating this really like hub this like hive and you know community together with Finn and Flo I think what she's doing is absolutely amazing it's so brilliant um and yeah can't wait to to hear all the other guests and all the other exciting stuff that she's got going on in the future uh with the podcast and for all of her um sea and water-based adventures so yeah go and check her out guys you know go and check out one of her classes and things maybe jump on one of her zoom yoga sessions um and yeah i think you know just check out what she's doing on on the social media side of things you know um it's definitely worth checking out right so then kez i think you know what it's time for it's time for good news no it's time for good news I'm leaving, that, it out. I'm leaving that in there, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> that is remaining in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you've got some good news, mate, why don't we start off with you? Let's do it. So my first bit of big, good, big, good, big, 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 good news. <laughs> I'd like to wish Tim Curry a happy 75th birthday. What a legend. An amazing. Yeah. yeah. Is it like, it's funny, isn't it? You think of all the things that he's famous for acting wise and stuff and all the voice acting things he did and the one thing i always remember him for and the one thing i associate him with more than anything else is fern gully oh i thought you were gonna say home alone too no no fern gully for me have a lovely day um <laughs> no i don't i don't know i don't know that one fern gully it's not that it's not in my it is a 90s animated film uh where a guy oh, okay. chopping down this rainforest gets shrunk down by a fairy and Tim Curry's this kind of weird, like, tar monster that's part of the machinery stuff, and yeah. Oh, okay. Which, as you say that aloud, is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Good laughs> right, sure, Ben. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, just one of those, like, classic 90s movies that wasn't a Disney film, but made well as thin, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And what else have you got, dude? Um, I have got... This is interesting news. Cool. The Swiss chemist, Dr. Albert Hoffman, do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Became the first person to intentionally ingest LSD, uh, a lysergic acid derived from fungus he discovered, which was used successfully for 10 years in psychoanalysis. Um, this day is commemorated as a bi- as bicycle day for Albert's psychedelic ride on his bike in 1943. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we probably don't talk about this enough. You know, obviously, class A drugs are bad. Yeah. But... I think he was quite a sort of a prominent chemist and you know and doctor, and he his research actually goes a long way. Nice with, into looking at how people are the way they are and and stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and and here we go to top it off. Um, Sally Ride was announced as the first woman astronaut in the space program, um, and uh, Guinon Bluford as the first black astronaut, uh, and that was in 1982. Nice. 
bit of good news in history. Nice. Yeah, and and in 1987, The Simpsons existed for the first time. Wow. Wow. Yes, 1987. Simpsons is older than me. Right. Not older than you, but it's older than me. That's that's weird to think that we're as old as The Simpsons. It's bonkers, isn't it? That's crazy. It really has been in my life forever. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, if I was to rewatch The Simpsons now, I would always go to like a particular time. I don't necessarily watch the newer ones. I prefer the older ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I think, yeah, I've, I couldn't even tell you what happened. Everything up to the, I'd say, The Simpsons movie, I've seen pretty much, give or take. Anything after that, I don't think I have seen. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could probably say the same. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Nice. There we go. That is that is good news for me. There you go. What about you? So we've got Hand of God. Brazilian nurses use gloves filled with warm water to create the human touch and comfort for isolated patients in the COVID isolation ward. So oh, wow. I'm just looking at the, uh, the picture here. They've got like two gloves yeah. filled with warm water. Um, so it's like two hands are like cupping, you know, and interlacing with the, a person's hand. So in a, in a time when you can't be, you know, anywhere near that person... It's just a nice little kind of yeah yeah comforting way of just feeling a bit of artificial, unfortunately, but a bit of human touch whilst you're yeah in quite a, a sort of dire uh, situation. So I think that's really cool. Nice little bit. Yeah, that is cool. An anonymous environmentalist called the Phantom Planter has been planting trees <laughs> under the cover of darkness to get people in Northern Ireland to fall in love with nature. So it's basically this guy in like a kind of a blue like mechanic suit almost. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. And a V for Vendetta mask. And then, <laughs> nice. you know, and then like, you know, he's got his, his shovel and his, his trowel and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just planting trees under the cover of darkness. And uh, that's very cool. Yeah. It's sort of like this big rev- revolutionary look and he's planting trees. I think that's wicked. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, professional networking site LinkedIn has recently added a new feature allowing parents to use stay at home mum or stay at home dad as a job title, which I think is really important. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. That is very cool. Some conservation conversation, mate. Conservation conversation. Great news for rhinos. The government of Nepal has released uh, the results of the national rhino count of 2021, indicating a 16% increase in the rhino population. So that's really cool. Mm, Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Scientists have unveiled the whitest paint ever, a paint so powerful it can drop the temperature inside buildings, potentially eliminating the need for air conditioning. Oh, that's very cool. You know, you've got that one that's like the blackest black and it just absorbs all light, you know. Yeah. This is basically the opposite of that. And yeah, able to drop the temperature inside buildings, which is bonkers that like a paint is able to do that. And just, yeah, it's incredible. That's mad. Yeah, that is. I mean, I saw the thumbnail for that article, but I actually didn't read it the other day. But yeah, that is really cool. And yeah, that's obviously going to go a long way to hopefully reducing carbon emissions. Yeah, definitely. A couple more to go. Uh, the state of Colorado is on track to give teens three free therapy sessions. It's quite a mouthful uh, to help them yeah. cope with coronavirus. Now, obviously, that's sort of the like coming back into the world as things are going back into normal, having spent a year in lockdown and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, incredible, and it's like nice that yeah. people are being looked after in the state of Colorado. Very cool. Absolutely. Uh, scientists have found a way of turning food waste into sustainable air fuel and it could reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 165%. Bosh, there you go. Really wicked. Amazing. Really wicked. Uh, sound, isn't that, is that not just uh, the DeLorean? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, isn't it? Isn't, yeah. Don't they put food waste in the DeLorean at some point? Oh, I think they do. Yeah. And number two. I think it's number two. <laughs> they don't put number two in there. They put in food. Um, but they... <laughs> they... Well, yeah, it's all waste. <laughs> It was food once. Um, just, yeah. 
Justin Timberlake uh, surprises disabled teen with a life-changing $35,000 wheelchair-accessible van. Uh, 17-year-old Jake Stitt often sits on the porch of his hometown in Morrison, Tennessee, surrounded by signs of honk if you're happy. Locals know and love Jake for his friendly and happy spirit. He's got cerebral palsy and his family could not afford to buy a van to drive him around town. Uh, That's why a local community rallied and started a fundraiser to buy the family a van. Justin Timberlake heard about the community's efforts and decided to step in. On a cloudy day in November, he called the Stitt family via Zoom to tell them that a surprise was waiting outside. When the Stitts looked outside, a big van was parked in their driveway. Jake couldn't contain his happiness upon seeing the wheelchair-accessible van. It's going to make our lives so much easier because the independence he's going to have as a young man now, said Jake's dad, Tim. That's very cool. So that's really wicked. And one bit of a little jovial bit of good news, which I found from Mark Hamill's um, Twitter account, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. of all things is that a mystery animal was spot lurking in a tree for a few days in Krakow after looking at the animal in question they found that it in fact was a croissant so <laughs> <laughs> I, like that literally made me die I was like imagine sort of being like oh what it uh, is literally a baked good <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny so funny and that's uh, the good news roundup for, uh, for this week good, for me good news roundup Nice. But, but we have to come up with a jingle for that. It's time for good news around our bow. It's going a bit Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that. And I... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Cool. So, again, it was so amazing to chat to India today. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Now, if you want to get in touch with India, you can find her on Instagram, which is with underscore India. You can find her on Finn and Flow, which is at Finn and Flow. And you can find the website, which is finnandflow.co.uk to find out more about everything that she spoke about during that interview. And you can find India's podcast, Start a Ripple, wherever you get your podcast. So don't forget to check that out too. Now, if you want to get in touch with us, it's really, really simple. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 2 Podcast and on facebook.com forward slash 2 pod. And you can also find us online. Our website is www.2ppodcast.com. And you can also contact us by email. And the email address is hello at 2ppodcast.com in my best in my best drive time radio voice that was yeah a little bit <laughs> so please get in touch everybody we love to read all of your messages and if you're enjoying the show leave us a review it really helps us out to reach as many people as we can to spread that sweet positivity absolutely and also if reviewing is not for you then don't forget just tell a mate tell a friend a compadre an amigo because as we all know telling a friend is the new barbecuing so do it (laughs) you know that sweet barbecue smell you know that sweet barbecue smell that's what telling a friend is (laughs) so do it so do it thank you so much for listening guys peas and love we've been two peas in a pod he's been kez p and he's been ben p spelt p-e-e-e-e-e-e recurring (laughs) (laughs) recurring and we'll see you next time everybody bye bye (laughs) 